Hello and welcome to our podcast, Bent But Not Broken, hosted by Scotty Smith. I'm Scotty and I'll be your host for this podcast. We are excited to bring you interviews with some outstanding athletes, coaches, community leaders, and outstanding people, and others making lasting impacts in the lives of those around us. Find out how these people not only have succeeded through adversity, but have excelled and have brought value to those around them in the process. We believe that life is about overcoming and making impacts in others' lives. Sit back, settle in as we dive into conversation with our guests today. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi guys, hope you're all doing well today. I am extremely excited to introduce our next guest to you. Um, Lauren and I have went back in time and have been friends for a great number of years as an athlete of mine, uh, a 2012 Olympian from the London Games. Uh, Lauren has been outstanding in her career in the field of soccer, but now has continued that career as she's got into retirement doing things with youth groups. Um, she's a part of a podcast, modeling. She's done acting. Just just one of those girls that always just lights up a room and is always looking for opportunities and eager and just brings so much to the table. Uh, when it comes to sports, sports entertainment, and leadership, and just doing a ton of stuff for the female population, our youth. Um, please help me welcome a very, very special guest and friend today, Lauren Sesselman. Hello? Hey, Sess, how are you? <coughs> I'm good, how are you? Sorry, I have bronchitis, I apologize. Oh, you do, huh? <laughs> Yeah, it's I'm fine though. It's not anything serious. How you feeling otherwise? Good. It's just been a little chaotic because work is done right now. So it's like, how do I pay bills? And yep. all the stuff that I was going to be doing in March was going to be a substantial amount of money, and it was all canceled. So it's been a little crazy. Yeah, it's. Uh... Everywhere is different, but yet we're all kind of in the same boat. Yeah, I mean, California is really bad right now. So I've barely left my house because I'm scared, especially since I have uh, mild asthma and stuff. And my brother's friend just passed away last night and he had mild asthma. So I'm like from the corona. Oh, and he died from that? Yeah. Where was he living? He's in Wisconsin. Really? He died here, huh? Yeah, I don't know exactly what city he's in right now, but yeah. Yikes. So it's been um pretty crazy. For so how do you what do you do with Anchor? So you just do this and then it records or Yeah, it's just to record. I'm just <laughs> doing it off of my iPad, my iPhone, and then You can't do video. Can you do video on this? The only reason I'm asking is because our doctor's office that I do stuff with sometimes like they um, are doing podcast stuff. So I'm just always curious as people, yeah, what people I, use. You can add multiple people, but I don't know that you can add video. Okay. Um, but what I like about it is it's got a built-in editing tool. Um, it's got built-in stuff where you can add music and all that kind of stuff. And by no way, shape or form, am I anywhere close to doing that? Um, yeah. But it puts it out on Spotify and all the platforms for you. Oh, and then, that's nice. And then it's got a deal where I think if you want to pay more money to be like target specific, you can. Yeah. 
but otherwise it's free. Interesting. So interesting. I, I was using a different one before called Podbean or something like that. And then the downfall to that was I didn't know it as I got into it. You were only allowed <coughs> so many minutes of recording and then you had to pay. Like what? Like an hour or what? Um, I can't remember what it gave you. No, it was like total minutes. So, I mean, like, I think I only got like two hours worth of free time. And then um, after your two hours was up, you know, then you had to start paying for it. Well, after you interview two or three people, you've used that two hours up. Oh. So it's not like two hours per guest. It was like time total. So what I've been kind of doing just to kind of give you an idea on mine is just trying to do something. Obviously, we've got extra time right now, so it's a great way to kick some things off. Um, yeah. It's, I'm not doing anything. It's not about us or about training. It's more about the people that we have on and, you know, kind of things that they've got going on in their world and stuff like that, bringing in, like, leaders and stuff like that. So I talked to James Morgan about stuff going on with him in the NFL draft. Oh, nice. Um, the guy that I had on yesterday as a pastor, he's a leadership guy out in Redondo Beach. Um goody good low so he's out there in your neck of the woods um he goes oh, nice. in and, yeah he's just down the street from me, yeah yep he goes in and talks to teams and stuff so i'm gonna try to get blaga on with his contract i got a buddy that's the assistant gm for the chicago bulls um, nice i'm trying to get him on so it's just about leadership stuff so some of the ones that i want to talk to you about today is before we get started is like i want to talk i think a, t- a cool topic would be the whole stuff right now with the olympics yeah And then, you know, like what your take is on that with, you know, people not being able to participate, will people be able to participate and then really anything else that you kind of want to get out there, like info on you. So, you know, know, definitely kind of use it as a platform for you. Um, It's not an advertising thing for us or Synergy. It's we want to try to do something different. So cool. I like it. I like the, the title of it. Yeah, so far we've got a good we've got a good response from that. So so that's been good. Um and then it's just me taking the time to try to get connected to people and um the time to do it, as you can imagine, with everything going on right now. Yeah, you got a lot of free time, but Yeah, it's so hard. I uh I did a I hosted a live on Instagram yesterday with uh, I did a game show, a sports game show with ESPN broadcaster Jay Harris. Yes, I wanted to watch that and I didn't get a chance to. Yeah, I'm going to post it on my page on IGTV, but it's still it's still up on my um, Instagram. But yeah, that was fun. So I'm just trying to think outside the box to do more stuff to get my personality out there. So when all this is done, hopefully I can get more yeah. gigs. So we'll see. It was fun. We had a good time. So, But I, I'm trying out different ways to do a game show. So each episode will be different. But So next week I have like an NBA player on and stuff. So I'm just trying new things. Well, I think when things break, Lauren, you know, <laughs> you know, people are going to be looking for opportunities. Um, it's right yeah, now. They're like, just they're, laying people off a lot and in, in a lot of places. So that's also something that's crazy. I think they'll bring them back quickly, though, because they got to get up and going. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, it's just like scary time for everybody. But your, your parents doing OK with everything right now? Yeah, I wanted to come home and just to be with them during this time. But yeah my dad is kind of susceptible to things. So I don't want to like bring something into the house if I have something and yeah, you know, so your window, uh, to come, your window to come home probably passed a little bit. Yeah. And it's just now it's spreading more towards, 
towards you guys. So, and like, we're like in the, the pit of it right now where it's like the most, most death tolls right now. So it's like kind of scary. Yeah. It's been a crazy time. <clears throat> Definitely something that we've not lived through. So. Yeah. Well, we'll get rolling with this Lauren so I can let you get on with your night. How's that All right. Let's do All it. Right. All right. So welcome Lauren. Thanks for joining us on our podcast here today. Thank you for having me. All the way from what we hope is sunny California. Yes, it's actually beautiful here. So I can't complain that if I had to be stuck (laughs) somewhere that it would be out in L.A. It would it would be in L.A. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's snowing there. (laughs) Well, it's funny you said that we just talked to a soccer coach the other day up in or this morning, actually up in Minneapolis and they are expecting snow up in the cities today. So it's insane. um, Mother nature is not happy. It's 57 degrees here today. So we'll take it. Yeah, that's not bad. So Lauren, with all the crazy stuff going on right now, what are you doing to do the best you can right now to stay busy during all this virus things and things like that? You know, I'm trying to build a better routine because I, you know, before this happened, I was kind of, in that mindset where I'm like, I never have enough time. I have enough time. I'm like, you know, rushing around everywhere. So this has kind of given me a chance to just kind of stop and think about what's really important and kind of get into, you know, a better routine. That's a healthier routine for me. Um, not working so hard, even though I wish I was still working a little bit more than I am now. Um, Absolutely. Un- unfortunately. And then it's just kind of giving me time to work on projects that I've kind of pushed on the back burner and just to get things done that I've, I've needed to get done, but you know, this is a really scary time and you know, you don't really know what's going to happen or, or where the end is in sight here. So you just, the only thing you can do is be positive and to live each day and to control what you can control. And so I'm just trying to live that daily. You know, there's been a lot of fear instilled in everybody, um, especially in LA, like we're a hot bed out here. So um, it is, it is quite crazy and the death tolls are, are raising. So um I think you just have to, and I have a lot of my friends that their anxiety is just through the roof. And um, I think you just have to look each day and get up in the morning and and continue on with your day and your routines. And, you know, just this is your time to kind of reset and to focus on the things that you really want to accomplish. Like if you're living with somebody for their family, I'm alone right now. I kind of wish I was with other people. So it's been a little lonely, but if you're with family and a chance to communicate and spend more time. So, you know, yeah, it's just, it's, it's craziness. I mean, I don't think anybody ever thought that this would ever happen. Now, Lauren, you played at like the highest of the highest level for, for women's soccer, obviously your Olympic background and stuff like that. (laughs) Um, With all the stuff going on right now and, and so many kids being stuck at home, from an athlete to an athlete, what, what, what are things that you can tell them at this time as they're struggling with being able to play that game of basketball or soccer or whatever it is that they love to do that are, that are now kind of stuck in quarantine in their homes? What advice do you have for them? <coughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cough. That's okay. um, no, you're good. So, yeah, I mean, you can still do all those things. You're not limited to not – you're still able to go outside. I think it's just, you know – being really cautious and being aware of other people around you. So I usually go out at times where I know no one else is going to kind of be out and I just go for a walk and, um, or I'll just do a workout in my room or I'll just step outside, you know, in our little place by the little yard that we have out here by the apartment complex and 
you know, I have my soccer ball, I have my basketball, I have my bands, I have every little things you can do, body weight stuff. I think it's just getting out and doing it. I think right now with what it is, you have the tendency that you could be lazy. Yeah. And what I think it's important to tell the kids is, you know, this is the time just to kind of like deepen your skills even more, you know, like you're, you're in school, like maybe less than you would have been if you were at school, you have a lot more free time. So instead of maybe sending, spending the time sitting in front of, you know, playing video games or something, go out, get that air, play with your brothers and sisters more. Um, but the thing is, there's so many things that are accessible online. There's so many trainings online. A lot of people like myself are doing virtual consultations and training kids virtually. Um, there's so many different things that you can do. So you just have to kind of go out and just do it and hold yourself accountable. Make yourself into that routine. Um, write out the things you want to accomplish. I write out for the week, you know, hey, I want to do yoga this day. This day is resistant band training. This day is um, soccer work, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think using the excuse being stuck inside can't be used as an excuse to not to get you know a workout in or to get the things done that you want to get done right we all want to assume that the virus is our worst enemy but really at this point in time it could be ourselves well yeah i mean you see people all over online talking about how they're eating poorly like i even find myself like eating just a lot more than i usually do yeah. Um, and snacking a lot more. So I'm trying to be really cognizant of that and mindful of the things I'm putting in my body. Um, you know, a lot of the food was gone out here. I don't know if it was like that by you guys, but I mean, this, the shelves are, are gone here. Like, so it was hard to even get food. Um, luckily there's produce and stuff, but you know, and then you have people who aren't mindful and they're like coughing all over everything. And it's just, it's weird, man. Cause this, this virus is, it like stays on surfaces and things for like days. So um, it's, it's, it's quite scary, but um, there's, you know, you just kind of have to make it work. Well, and let's talk about that a little bit. Cause with my relationship with you, I know, I know that you are a little bit of a foodie at heart Yes. So from the food standpoint right now, what are things that you're doing or would recommend to your athletes, things that you like to do with maybe limited resources or the fact that, I don't know if you're like me, but I think I find that I'm actually eating better because you have to think about it more. Yeah, uh, you're you're more mindful because you have more time on your hands and you have more time to cook. Like before, I was always like, I don't have time to cook and someone just cooked for me. And then I'm like, oh, now I can make, you know, a great little egg concoction in the morning, protein pancakes, you know, making healthy dinners. Uh, my problem is I like to bake. So I'm trying to <laughs> refrain from that, but I'm trying to make healthier options. Um you know, social media is blowing up right now with recipes and people showing different things. And so use that to your advantage and, and learn something new. You know, I'm sitting here reading a lot more books, um, things that I've been wanting to learn, you know. So I think just just using all that stuff to your advantage and learning. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lauren, I want to touch base a little bit with, um, you know, staying kind of not really with the virus theme because I want to stay on this bad topic, but yeah, um, of that. But as we look, we know that your past, you know, you played in the London games in the Olympics with team Canada. Um, what's your take on everything as an athlete? What's the mindset of all these athletes that have prepared so hard now to find out that this has been delayed for a year? How will that affect them? How will they bounce back from that? And, and honestly, will will some of these athletes, based on age, as you know, yeah, uh, make it tough for them to get there again? 
Well, I mean, I know a lot of them were going to retire after this, a lot of my friends. Um, but as I, you know, as I was saying before, you got to control what you control. Like no one saw this happening, but we've been preparing as athletes, you know, years before leading up to Olympics, some people, you know, um, kind of just like mapping it all out for the past four years since the last Olympics, you know, for soccer, we map it out one to two years before, like the game plan, when to tailor off and stuff like that. But at the same time, we're not allowed to train as teams. We're not allowed to do this. So if they would have kept the Olympics, it would have been a huge disservice to these athletes who have trained tremendously and so much over the years to be like, oh, oh, you're stuck in quarantine for four months. Oh, now you have to go play the Olympics. So a lot of them, yeah, they're upset. And, and you know, that's something I was personally looking forward to because I was hoping to work the Olympics this year and just something happy and positive to watch this summer. Right. But at, at the same time, you're putting your health at risk. You're putting other people at risk with the large crowds. Um, travel. I think travel, everything is just, it's not smart. And these, these people, like these athletes aren't able to train the way that they, they want to train. Um, Cause I mean, my team would be in camp right now and they're all back home by themselves with their families. So they would have not been in, the top of their their game i mean yeah they'll be working out hardcore of course but it's not the same as being in the the environment that our coaches put together for us i mean we were together for months leading up to the olympics and you're on a strict 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 regimen with nutritionists you're up from 6 a.m working till 11 p.m at night so um there's strict schedules and not being able to be in that environment is is very difficult so they made the right decision canceling it and moving it to next summer um, unfortunately, yes, everyone will be a little bit older, but you know what, just because you're older doesn't mean you can't crush it still. I mean, I think I could crush it more now than I probably did when I was younger, um, uh, because I've learned how to take care of my body the right way. Um, yeah. So the, a lot of people that were going to retire, they've just kind of pushed back their retirement a little bit like Carly Lloyd. She's openly talked about it. Is that what, you've um, seen? is that what you've seen as some of these athletes are now just saying, listen, I, I still want to participate in this. I want this to be my last hurrah. So yeah, I'm going to suck this up for one more training here and, and go. I'm so sorry. I'm coughing. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, I, do, I mean, you want to end on a positive note. Of course, you don't want your career to end on coronavirus. So um, yeah, I mean, they're like, look, I got a lot left in the tank still. I'm just going to push it back, you know, another year. No big deal. I got this. Let's crush it and end on a high note for the whole world. You know, I mean, this is not only for for them, but also for the whole world to kind of say their goodbyes to these these athletes. Sure. Now, with the harshness reality of it and maybe some having to drop out, um, do you see this present some opportunities for some of those younger people for for opportunities? I mean, yeah, I think that. (coughs) Sorry. Um, I think that a lot of the athletes, I just don't know if they're going to have to all, um, requalify. I don't know how that's going to work. Right. So, So I don't really know how to answer that question because I don't know if, if a younger person comes in and crushes it and beats them in qualifiers, then yes. But. I mean, I honestly have no idea. I mean, I don't know. Like, Christine Sinclair was probably going to retire after this season. But 
is she going to stay for the next year? I mean, I don't know how her body is. Um, she still looks amazing. She just broke, you know, the world record. Um, but there are like youngsters knocking on the door in every sport. Um, but I think it's like, that's what competition's all about. So when it comes time to compete for that spot, you know, it's just may the best, uh, man or woman win. And we might even see some exemptions in those areas, maybe. Yeah, I mean, definitely. So I, I honestly can't tell you what's going to happen. All I can say is that I have seen a few stories of a lot of people saying that their dreams are over, but I don't know if that's just because they're personally deciding to, to end or if something else happened. I'm not sure. Um, I mean, it's sad. You, you work so hard, but... I mean, no one, no one saw this coming. So yeah. like, I'm supposed to have my season this summer, but I don't think it's happening. Like they're pushing the MLS and NWSL and all of that to June, August. So yeah, so assuming, touch, touch, on my... that, touch on that for me just a little bit, Lauren. I was just going to ask you that. What are you doing now to stay connected to the soccer world and stay involved? And what yeah. are your soccer plans at the moment? Well, obviously I retired from pro because, um, you know, Lauren's getting up there. <laughs> and she wants to have a family someday. So, you know, I left on, on, on a good note, a high note, and had the best career ever. And now I, you know, I'm still playing semi-pro. Like, for the summer, it's, like, um, it's still really great competition. It's in the UWS. It's for about two months. So I get to play a good amount of games, and I, I still get to rough some people up. So I'm happy. Yeah. And I, I, I'm there to kind of be a sounding board for the, the youngsters. So there's a lot of girls who are still in college, and then there's some girls that are, kind of after college trying to make the pros and so they got to use me as a sounding board and kind of ask what it's like to be a pro so I've kind of transitioned that into a business off the field too that I'm, I'm building right now something called the pro mentality and it's kind of you know what it takes to to get to that level to get a scholarship in college what it, it takes to to be to be a pro and beyond and building your brand off the field as well um, it's really important, especially in the female side, because we don't have a lot of support compared to the men's side. Yeah, you that's know, a big topic of discussion now with equal pay and, and all that type of stuff. And I've yeah, been a big proponent of that. Oh, yeah. It really irks me in the comments that these that we get. I mean, these these people, mostly men, sorry to tell you, no, they, I, have I agree. they have absolutely no idea. So they shouldn't even talk about it. And, it, and it's 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 very sad that that way of thinking is still going on today in this century. Sure. Um, it really is disheartening. And I mean, these athletes, myself included, I mean, man, the things and the time and energy and the crying, the everything, a tear, sweat, blood, everything that I put into my career. And I, I feel like financially I didn't have anything to show for it when I retired, which is very sad. Um, I was playing and I, on and and I can vouch for you for that because I was there for a good part of it. So I saw, you know, probably selfishly more than a lot of others. I saw a lot of yeah. the things that you went through and the things that you dealt with. So, I mean, now, and now I'm just dealing with it, you know, off, off the field as well. Like in the, in the, in the work world, you know, I'm doing a lot more like on camera stuff, podcasting, um, you know, it's, it's a man's world for sure. Um, so you have to be strong and you have to stand up for yourself and, uh, I'm trying to be better at standing up for myself and, and getting what I deserve. Um, but 
Yeah, that that whole topic is I could go and rant for like an hour about why we deserve what we deserve and why, how we brought in more money actually than the men did, even yep. though people want to think it's reversed. It's actually not. So, um, yeah, well, but and, that's a whole and other are, topic. <laughs> and, and, and we're seeing some of the downfall of some of the, um, I don't want to say maybe downfall is the wrong word, but some male sports. But I just I just saw this week that I believe it's USA Rugby filed for bankruptcy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, those, those kind of sports, if you're not like the main sports, like, it's, it's hard, because they really have a lot of financial, right. So therefore, you would think some, you know, I mean, the the women, the USA women, for sure, um, have, have been an icon American wise over the last how many years here. So yeah, and it's also too how the federations market them. I mean, rugby, you don't really see much of it anywhere you don't really see these guys anywhere so um that's unfortunate unless they're like you know down in new zealand or or one of those bigger countries that are you know on the forefront of it but um i mean i know i i can't even complain with what i made even though it was like absolutely nothing because i've seen other sports it being way worse um so that's why i just want to fight for you know, sports in general as a whole, men and women, but most definitely the women's side because um, they don't even get the marketing that the men do, even though are, if they are, are stronger or better. What are some of the things that the women's program right now, uh, Lauren, are doing to try to combat that? To combat the equal pay thing? Yeah. I mean... I think they're just what they've done a good job about it is they've gotten a lot of like high class celebrities and people on board and they're just openly talking about it. A lot of people just tell us to shut up and not talk about anything, but what they're doing is they're actually using their platform and their voice to draw um, some attention. To draw some more attention to it because people need to know the facts. People need to know you know, they, they see this and they're like, oh, women don't deserve this. And they have, so I was fighting in people in my DMs because I would post something and people, something, somebody had something to say. And I was like, you know what, dude, grow up. Like most of these people just need to grow up first and foremost. Like, I hope that, that you have a daughter someday and you're going to get a swift kick in the butt. And I, whoever is your girlfriend or married to you, like, I feel sorry for them. The fact right. that that is your way of thinking um is quite selfish and, and hilarious um and these guys probably even watch soccer that's the funny thing they probably watch these women and they probably be like if alex morgan was in front of them they'd be like oh yeah i love you but then talk yeah. bad about them but i think what what the u.s girls are doing and what other people need to do and while i'm trying to do that with my platform is just just talk about it because people just want us to shut up but at the same time we're not making a difference if we don't talk about what's going on. I had so many girls uh, reach out to me and they'd be like, I'm so happy that you're talking about it. Like I'm too scared to talk about it. So why, why do you, why do you think they're afraid to talk about it? You know, maybe they're just worried that the backlash or they'll get cut. I mean, we weren't allowed to talk about a lot of, a lot of things that happened with us because they would be like, if you talk about this, like we're going to cut you basically to everybody. Yes they felt like that was negative attention and they didn't want Yeah, it was like negative attention, like the whole, uh, we should have had grass instead of turf for the World Cup. They would have did it for the men's and then like a bunch of other stuff like that I probably shouldn't even 
mention on here because it's not a good thing to, to talk about. But like, right. it's just they just are. We're basically like, you can't say anything. You can't fight this. Sorry. Like, you have to sign it over. And we're just like, I don't understand how this is fair. And they're like, it's just the way it is. Like, you, you just need to not talk about it. And I'm like, you can't. I can't fight for me getting more money. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. Right. Well, I think the thing that you have on your side now is the the amount of women coming into sports. Um, oh yeah. I, I think the sheer numbers is going to make your voice louder. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm, and that's the thing that kind of brings a smile to my face is the fact that everything we are doing and the things that we're producing on the field, no matter what country you're part of, like there's so many countries that made huge strides, you know, last year playing the world cup, Argentina, Jamaica, etc. that people are starting to take notice and um, they're doing so much for not only their countries, but for their communities and for the next generation. And to be a part of that is so fulfilling and rewarding for me personally, when I get things on the daily, if people say that you're my inspiration, you're my role model, um, can I can I speak to you? It's such an honor. Like that hits you in all the feels because it knows it tells you that you're doing something right. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I mean, I I love seeing that from athletes, Lauren, just because you know you know me and my mindset and what we're about here. Yeah. And I think any time that you can give back to that and increase the mission of what you're trying to do is is outstanding yeah and I think the stuff that I'm working on now is going to be something different that hasn't been out there before um just to kind of keep pushing you know not only women's soccer but female sports in general and you know just me being more open about things I'm going through like the CTE depression those kind of things that we don't really talk about as athletes um I think is going to be a big thing um so I'm just trying to think outside the box more and do things that we haven't seen yet and just to kind of help people in different ways. And that was a great, great article about you and the Thank athletics. You. If anybody listening hasn't got a chance to check that out, I would recommend you listen in the Laura's yeah, I take. Have, yeah, I have the article actually is in my link tree on my Instagram if anybody wants to read it. Okay, um, great. But yeah, I think I was pretty scared to put that out there because I mean, everyone sees me as this like, crazy goofy person that's always happy but I think it's important to talk about the lows just as much as the highs because people can relate to it so absolutely and absolutely and when those things aren't put out there and and young kids and young athletes that don't hear that I think they feel even more alone yeah oh for sure and so I just want everybody to know that they're not alone in the way that they think and feel sometimes and you know, I had so many people, not non-athletes, who just reach out that have had concussion problems, and they're like, "Look, I'm gonna get tested now because what you're saying is was like the symptoms I was getting, and I'm scared, and the fact that you spoke about it is like a huge thing." And so, it's pretty cool to know that you're helping others. Yeah, it was awesome. I was proud to see you do it. Thank you. I think my parents were a little didn't really know that that had happened. So it kind of scared them a little bit, but at the same time, you know, we had a good talk about it and stuff like that. So, well, and again, there's a great family thing that brings light to an issue and we're not kicking it under the rug. So it not only allows your listeners and readers a chance to maybe have that tough conversation, but 
it's just another way for you to heal with it too. Yeah, exactly. And look, and, and this is what I always say to people, like for me, I, because of the mindset that was instilled in me with soccer, like I'm a pretty strong person and I pulled myself out and I made sure I surrounded myself with good people. Um, and other people might not have that, those same capabilities. And so it's so important that if you are feeling some type of way to reach out and talk about it with somebody, I know that I personally hold things in too much and it's one of my downfalls and then at burst. So I need to, I've been working on that. So open up to people. I've lost a lot of people to suicide and it's very scary and it's sad that I didn't feel like I could help those people. So I'm always accessible on my, um, on my social media platforms as well. If anyone that's listening needs to talk, um, I know Scotty, you're always so yep. easy to talk to. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. Just like you, we would gladly take those calls at any time. Thank you. So Lauren, let's, let's talk about some lighter stuff now. Um, <clears throat> let's, let's talk about what are some of the fun things that you're doing right now out in LA? I know you've been busy with, you've done camps and podcasts and yeah. articles and modeling and, and things like that and some acting and, you know, what, what are some fun things that you've got going on that you want to share with everybody? Yeah. I mean, I'm still finding my groove out here. Um, LA is definitely a, a different crazy place to kind of navigate. And I'm still trying to figure out what makes me happy and what doesn't. Um, I've had a tremendously fun time being a part of the Ripper Magoo's podcast with Bob Mennery and Tim Bader. Um, if you, you guys, guys have had some great, you guys have had some great oh guests on there, by the way. Oh yeah. Like Shaq, Doc Rivers, Michael Pena, like so many incredible people we've had on there. So people should check it out. It's, it's so funny. Um, I've learned so much through the process and, um, I can't wait to do more with them. Um, and then it's kind of just sparked some like other things that I wanted to do on my own. Like I started a fun little game show during this quarantine, um, that I get to connect more with people on a personal level. So that's been fun for me. I do a lot of camps. Um, a lot of mental training type stuff. I've done a lot of TV stuff, a lot of um, commercials and a few movies and modeling. Um, so I'm just trying to get more into the sports hosting type arena, but I'm just trying to figure out where I fit in there and what, so like I did the world cup last year and that was fun. Um, I learned a lot and I knew kind of in that role, the things I wanted to do and the things I don't want to do. Um, yeah. I'm hoping to have my own show someday. That's kind of, the goal um i've pitched a few things and we were in the process of getting one of our shows picked up um, i don't know with all this stuff going on if it's going to happen or not but that's kind of like my baby thing but it has to do with fitness and stuff so that's kind of been my baby project um and then and then designing i love fashion even though i look like <laughs> a crazy person every time i see scotty in my big baggy sweatpants i love fashion <laughs> And um, I'm hoping to design a soccer line that hasn't been done before. So I'm working on um, that as well. So hopefully that will come out if uh, all goes well this year. Well, I know, I know sports apparel has always, has always been, ever since I've known you, has always been a big, you know, highlight for you. I mean, yeah, let's be honest. I don't, I don't even pretty much own heels very much. <laughs> it's so funny. I like most of my stuff is sneakers and, and stuff like that. So um, I'm looking to design my own shoes as well with the company. So that hasn't, I can't talk about it yet because it hasn't been signed yet, but that's another thing that is fun for me. So we'll see what happens. I'm just uh, trying different things and, you know, 
it's a dog eat dog world out here and anywhere. So you just kind of have to keep your, your stuff to yourself. And, um, you know, people steal stuff out here. It's crazy. I've had a lot of stuff get stolen. So, uh, you gotta, you gotta be careful. You have to be just a touch guarded. A touch guarded. Yeah. I mean, it's at least a, I don't know. Have you ever been out here? It's, it's, it's different. Yeah. It's, it's not Midwest. But I think the I think the other thing too, Lauren, is There's a lot of know, opportunity. Right now, everybody's in a little bit of a panic mode and uncertainty right now. But I think yeah. once the dust settles too, I think you're gonna find that there will be opportunities in things and around things that you didn't even know existed. Yeah, and, and I hope so. I mean it's it's not a great time for me personally right now during this, but I know for a lot of people it's not. Um so I'm just trying to remain positive and, and just keep thinking outside the box and trying new things and Maybe something will stem from this craziness. Um, but all I can say from what's going on is like, just everyone's got to stay really safe and healthy and just be smart, you know? Um, and if there's any doctors listening, we appreciate you so much. Yep. I would agree with that for sure. Well, Lauren, I just want to say thank you. You and I go way back. We've been together yes. for a long time and You've always been great at, at helping me and doing things, and we try to share each other's stuff as much as possible. So I appreciate you taking the time and, and giving us a little bit of your knowledge and expertise uh, to some of our listeners that we've got. And, um, you know, I hope you stay well. I hope you stay safe out there. And if there's anything that we can do for you here, uh, you let us know. We're more than happy to help you. Thanks, Scotty. You're the best, and I hope to come see you guys soon. I need some training. <laughs> we'll help you out. Awesome, awesome, dear. God, God bless. We love you and take care. Thank you. Bye, kiddo. Bye. Guys, I'm looking really forward to our guest today on our podcast. Drew is a Green Bay native, grew up in De Pere, Wisconsin, um, was an undrafted rookie free agent by the Jacksonville Jaguars, had a nice NFL career playing for the Jaguars, the Chiefs, and the Seattle Seahawks. Drew joins us today. He's going to be talking a little bit about a company that he has started uh, called Freedom Green in dealing with the cannabis population um, and the growing business that there is and a little bit of life of what what life is like for him after the game of football for him and his family and how he got to this point. So really excited to bring our guest uh, on today, Drew Nowak, on our episode of Bent But Not Broken. I hope you sit back and enjoy and hear what Drew has to say. <laughs> 